Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Ag My Optics, a podcast where two adults discuss, overanalyze and generally take a kid's toy and media franchise a little too seriously, usually that of Transformers. But today, as part three of our toy collecting series of podcasts, we take a broader view and talk about toy displays. I am your recently turned mid-40s co-host, Ryan Gear. And with me is my 20-something whippersnapper of a co-host, Virtual Dave. How are things with you, Virtual Dave? I'm good. I'm good. Good stuff. Nice to hear. So, as I mentioned, today we are going to talk about what is arguably the ultimate aim of toy collecting, the display. What good is collecting toys if you can't show them off? Many toy collectors put as much time, money and effort into displaying their toys as they do in collecting them. We buy shelves, cabinets, lights, dioramas, stands, risers. We put them behind glass. We amass various products to keep the figures in top condition. We find interesting ways to store our boxes and various accessories. We spend time arranging, rearranging, posing, reposing our figures to achieve that wow factor on the shelf. It's a constant battle and it's often as important as the toys themselves. Mm -hmm. So Dave, how important is displaying figures to you? Um... Everything you've just said is so relatable, it's it's uh, <laughs> uncanny. <laughs> Especially over the last, I want to say, year or two, it's become very important to me because I, now I have a bit more space mm-hmm. to display. Because for years, it's just been a pipe dream of just, I'm going to own my own house and then there's going to be a dedicated room for all of my crap and it will look amazing. Yeah. But I haven't got there yet, so slowly, slowly, I've got spaces and uh, designated spots to display the stuff and it's it's getting there yeah sure yeah i mean when i started back as an adult collector i just had the i think it was just the top of a bookcase i was just putting toys on there mm. you know and slowly that that top that top shelf of the bookcase <laughs> it's actually actually the bookcase i'm talking about is right here next to me we're having <laughs> some work done in my house and uh and therefore there's a lot of stuff kicking about but yeah just the top of this bookcase had all my entire collection on it and then obviously then that kind of spread to windowsills and um, mm-hmm. various other surfaces around my bedroom at the time. And then, yeah, since then, I've gone through various versions of toy displays and toy collections and how, you know, where where they live and how they are presented. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hugely important to me and I do spend a lot of time thinking about it. And rearranging it in my head and then rearranging it in reality. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a work in progress that never seems to really, it's never, go- I don't think it's ever going to end. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, the, the, the weird thing about it, unless you have, a, unless you have all the space in the world, there's always something you kind of want to tinker with mm. in your display. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you get, you just get a sudden brainwave and go, actually, that would work better if I had, these here and those over there or whatever so it's mm-hmm. and then of course you move house and you have to totally bloody change it um, <laughs> which obviously happens more to me than it does to you but um yeah. oh i can't put i've got to put these somewhere else now oh these got to be in this room okay how am i gonna get around that maybe i need to sell some of these or maybe i need to you know rearrange how i do things <laughs> so i suppose let's talk about how you currently? How do you currently display your stuff? What's your current setup? 
Well, I think it was 2019, I moved into the loft in my house, mm-hmm. and discussions on another podcast that we I know that we both watched from Bobby Skullface. Correction. Virtual Dave is referring to a YouTube channel, not a podcast. Upon discussing this, it has become worryingly apparent that despite having recorded over 10 podcasts, Dave doesn't really know or understand the difference between the two. The way they were analysing their collections at the time, mm-hmm. I used to watch those while I was planning where how this room was going to look. Uh-huh. Because I knew that I needed designated space for this stuff to live. And I went down the route of having a Billy bookcase, two Detoffs, and uh, I think the shelf was called Calyx. Yeah. In between it all. Yeah. And you went down the IKEA route. I went down the IKEA route of just, <laughs> you know, it's like the a well the, a well trodden route by many many a collector. It seems to be the starting kit. It's where, especially Detoff, seems to be where people begin mm-hmm. of like taking it to that next level of a display. Yeah, and I was really had my heart set on it. I, I mapped it all out. I did like a Photoshop planning of where things were going to be laid out. Really, in terms of yeah. I, I, I <laughs> I really planned it out, budgeted for all the different pieces, and I really, really liked this open space to see these things now, because a lot of the time before, my stuff was just in boxes, and then I would take it out mm-hmm. on a little desk accordingly, into how I felt on that day. But now being able to see a lot of it is it's really quite nice. It makes you appreciate what you have, kind of thing. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's how, how it's been for me right. like the last year or so. Well, I mean, it's not too dissimilar here. I recently moved in December. Where I was before, it was a bit of a rush job moving into that place, so I didn't really have any time to consider where my toys would be displayed. And I mean, it's an important consideration, but it's obviously not number one on the list of things that I think about when moving house. I mean, toys are a hobby for me, but they're not the be-all and end-all. But when we moved here... I was a little bit more considered about what space I was going to use. And I've got some really nice built-in shelving. And I've managed to kind of sort everything out quite nicely. And the room it's all in is a kind of shared room. So I have to consider that it's a shared space. It can't be dominated by all my toys. Mm-hmm. So it's it's got to kind of could be complementary. But I mean, as for what I do, I have like the, the one, the one detolf. Mm-hmm. And I've put that. Up on, I built myself a riser to put it on, mm-hmm. so that it's so that it's not on the floor, so that the bottom shelf is more visible. For those people who don't know what the hell we're talking about when we keep saying Detolf, Detolf is like a glass cabinet kind of a. It's a kind of elongate. It's an it's an oblong oblong kind of cuboid glass cabinet, tall and thin, and it has like four shelves. It's from IKEA, and. You'll have seen these things all over the bloody shop. You've seen it actually in shops. Yeah, yeah in, yes, so... they're in loads of shops. They're in charity shops. They're in mm-hmm. vintage shops. They're in antique shops. All sorts, you know. I mean, play, places selling vape gear <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> like, you, just walk down your local high street, and you'll probably see a few of them in various shops. But anyway, they're very much very popular with um, with toy collectors because they're a inexpensive glass case mm-hmm. um, which obviously keeps the dust off your toys and it's a nice thing to display things in. anyway got one of those and then i have a few shelves above the record player 
And I kind of like to display it on various in various points around the room and not have it all kind of like all in the same place. So I'm quite happy with how things are looking. But I mean, I've been changing things up a lot since I moved in. I bought some better lighting. Pretty much all my toys are lit in some way, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I have risers in in the detolf and some some elsewhere. Use a lot of stands here and there if necessary, if I want them in a kind of like a, you know, jumping, flying, leaping pose or whatever. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, oh, and I have quite a large comic collection, so I like to display some of my comic figures in front of the comics they are in. They are in. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what I've got. But it's, it's definitely brought a lot of it to life. Lighting it up has really helped a lot. Makes a huge difference. It really does. It really does. Especially if you want to photograph it, not even like proper individual toy photography, just taking a picture of the whole collection. I think it makes it look better. Oh, yeah, sure. If it's lit. Yeah. I just think it makes it look better in reality. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, often these shelves could be quite dark or quite dimly lit. And yeah, but if you've got these specific lights for them, it's really nice. I mean, sometimes it's a bit harsh. You don't want to have them on all the time, but it's nice to have that, I think. Is posing a big, an important part of your display? Um, It's gotten more and more important as the years have gone on. Um, I think I would, before I would have been happy just to have a handful of characters posed and the rest just there. Mm-hmm you know, in an A stance or something. But now it, I guess when the figures have more articulation and they can, I mean, you can trust the stand you've put it on to leave it there in this pose and it won't go flying off. Mm-hmm. Nice dramatic pose doesn't help um, bring the shelf to life, I think. Yeah. Especially the type of characters that I know that you and I are interested in, like superheroes or, um, or even Transformers can do a, a nice action pose, especially the faster pieces. I think it's the most important thing. I think if you don't pose your toys, they look lifeless. They look kind of a... Well, they look like toys, basically. It look, you look like you've got a bunch of toys on your shelf. They're just there. I mean, and if you're someone who likes to play with your toys a lot, I understand that. If you're someone who likes to constantly pick them up, fiddle around with them, if they're Transformers, transform them, and then put them back, I totally understand that. But for me... I'm interested in the characters that the toys represent. So for me, it's important that they are in a pose that fits that character. Every single figure I have is posed. Every single one. (laughs) Not one of them is just stood there in a stock A stance. They are all posed. If they're in an A stance, they're in an A stance for a reason. Because of that character. Mm. They're all specifically posed for, for for a reason, there's there's nothing is just just plonked down on the shelf without any thought about what their pose is. Yeah, I think that is um it's a big thing, especially like on the character. It it really, yeah, like I was saying, it just brings it to life. It just makes it m- makes it more than an action figure. Yeah, in a glass cabinet, you know. Mm. And it's also it's also good for people who people who have no idea who that is. Mm-hmm. It makes it more striking as a display. They walk past it or something. Yeah, absolutely. And it tells a story as well. Like hmm. one of my favorite displays, I have my masterpiece Transformers set up with the Decepticons facing off against the Autobots from each side of the shelf. And I love it because there's enough space to have them all kind of like come down to a kind of point in the middle. So you've got the bigger ones at the back hmm. and at the far, far, far edges. And then they all kind of like 
um, tapers down to the very center where I've got a little matrix in the middle. And it really works. And they all look, it looks like there's a, there's a standoff between the two sides. And there's lots of kind of action going on. And I've got Buzzsaw on a flight stand and, uh, you know, Ravage kind of pouncing across the, the shelf. And it, it looks good. And I really like that. I, I like that it brings the characters to life. Yeah, I, I, I know that that's what you're talking about. Mm. I, I really like it because it reminds me of the, um, like the G1 intros and like how they would run to one mm-hmm. to another and what would clash into the titles. Yeah, and I mean, often when people set up battle scenes, it can be, it become a bit too kind of hectic and there's too much going on. Mm-hmm. But I've just got, I feel like I've got just the right number of figures for it to look dynamic without looking messy, which can often be the case. I might get, might get onto that a little bit later. But there's, some, there's something to be said for giving your figures enough space. Oh yeah, it's a real hard thing to judge. Yeah, and you, you've got to just keep messing with it to know because. My ah. <laughs> <laughs> But I was, I was saying that I had um buzzsaw on a flight stand. Do you use stands a lot? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've only recently just got some. I will say some finally some decent stands. Mm-hmm. I've been using some very crap flight stands that I found on the internet. Um, for the last cheap ones off some, eBay or something, some cheap ones, and it, I mean, they did the job, but they were not holding the weight mm-hmm. in the way that I would feel comfortable leaving them in a proper action pose. But recently, I've I've got some um, storm collectible uh, flight stands, yeah, and they're doing the job. Like nothing's going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I mean, I I use stands where necessary. I don't like to use stands and bases for like no no reason mm-hmm. but yes if, if, a, if a figure is unstable or i want it in some kind of dramatic kind of pose or a flying pose or you know jumping or leaping obviously i'll use a stand i'm just just looking at my detolf now um i've got at least five figures in there on stands um and they're mostly spider-men <laughs> because yeah, spider-man <laughs> leaps about all over the place <laughs> But yeah, and I do like a if it's if it's a fl- if it's a flight stand or a stand for making your figure look like it's leaping, it has to be clear. I'm not into stands that are not clear. I find those rather annoying. Um, they're distracting. It looks like Spider-Man or whoever has got a rod up his back. <laughs> I mean, I and I don't want that. I was trying to think if I have any, but the only one is the Sentinel stand. And I guess the, the masterpieces as well are not clear. But um... Both those stands I do not like. The, I, the masterpiece stand is one of the worst stands ever. Uh, it's absolute piece of bullshit. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised that you have that opinion on it, because I don't, I don't mind them at all. I just, I, to be fair, I don't use them for what they're meant for. So that might be why. What do you use them for? A doorstop? And I, <laughs> no. I don't use them as a stand per se. I use it more as like a like a prop for a scenery more than anything. I don't actually use it to stand them up. It's just something to like add to the display. Even the mm. uh, what is her name? Black Arachnia stand with the webbing. I don't. I don't use it with the masterpiece. I use it with the the kingdom lot. Well, the webbing. I like the webbing. The yeah. stand is one of the laziest stands ever that anyone's ever produced. I mean, that that whole connection system for that is... Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, the connection system's really bad. 
<laughs> and also, it's it's half of Dinobot Stand. Mm-hmm. Dinobot Stand is cast in that kind of um, dark grey kind of almost kind of metal-y looking uh, plastic, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other bit is from Masterpiece Tracks, which is a, it's, it's a, it's a smooth black. So it doesn't even match. Uh, well, I, I don't have the official, so I don't know how, how the color scheme holds up to that. You don't have the official, black, kind of... you don't have the official black, black arachnia. I have the official black arachnia, but not the Dinobot. No, but you have the official stand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you look at your official stand, if you look at the arm and you look yeah. at the base, then they're, they're, they're different coloured plastic. I hadn't noticed. Uh, there you go. Sometimes I've looked at the stand that closely, to be fair. But but basically, Takara Tomi pieced it together out of two existing stands. It's lazy. Well, I would agree with that. A lot of stands are, and they're, mm. a lot of time they're not fit for purpose. Yeah, and the and the actual Dinobot stand, it's like, why would I want an iron girder going up Dinobot's ass? <laughs> I think the problem with those type of stands is, is like what you're saying is just the the rods. If they were clear, it wouldn't be as bad because I just see the the base as like the floor of the axolon or something. You know, it's, it, I don't mind the base itself. It's just what's going up into the figure. But the thing there is, yes, I do see a point there, but the floor of the axolon. Was mm. not one color. What? <laughs> oh, it, yes, yeah, it, in, I, in generation in generation one, yes, <laughs> in generation one, the the floor of the of the nemesis was all purple, and generation one, the floor of the ark was all orange. But the floor of the axlon was not a kind of grey plastic color, so it doesn't. It's incongruous with the figure. The figure is beautifully painted. Mm-hmm. Very show accurate, very, uh, stunning. The stand ugly. So I, <laughs> it just even the base ugly. An ugly piece of kind of square plastic that doesn't seem to suit the figure at all. The one that comes with Starscream is purple. Is mildly, mildly better, but at the same time, it's still a flight stand, and you've got a big purple girder holding up a plane. So the suspension of disbelief has gone. This plane is not flying, it's being held up by a purple girder. Oh, is that what the problem is then? Is it because because you know it's there, and in fact anyone can see that the stand is there, it's kind of disbelieving that it's it's flying? Or jumping? Well, yeah, because it doesn't, it doesn't look like it's flying. It looks like it's got something shoved up its arse. <laughs> I mean, I can agree with that. Yeah, I, I get that. It's, it's not um, seamless. It, it definitely is jarring that that is... That connection is so visible. But, I, I, yeah. but it doesn't bother me. I would just use something else. Yeah. I just think they could be less ugly. And also, I would rather have the actual arms be made out of something transparent so that I don't have to see it. So like um, the new Aslab Star Saber is going to have a close stand like that. I think that would be better. Yes, absolutely. That would be better. Days after recording this, it has been revealed that the stand for Victory Saber is transparent, but in blue. Orion is less okay with this, but he isn't getting one, so he doesn't care. The original Masterpiece Starscream, hmm. MP3, that had a clear stand. Did it? The, the, ba- the base was black and the armature was clear. Oh. 
Now, it, it didn't have any articulation. It was just a kind of wedge of triangular wedge of clear plastic. Okay. And you, tur you turned it one way to attach the robot mode, and then you turned it the other way to attach the plane. But that stand gave the illusion of Starscream flying better than the, the new one does. Mm -hmm. Because it's invisible or you know clear. But I think we've spoken about the Masterpiece stand a bit too much now. It's, it's a bit of a bugbear for me. But to go back to the point, I use stands. I use risers. Again, I use clear risers. I personally don't like the, um, the furniture of displaying my figures to detract from the figures or to distract you from the figures. Mm -hmm. I'm not really big on dioramas. I've seen some great ones. But for me, I want the focus to be on the figures, not on the surroundings. Of the but figure. isn't that the, you know, the... The magic touch to it like it's got to be more like an accent than a you know that you don't you don't notice it it adds to it without you noticing it yeah and i've like i say i've seen some really great dioramas but for me a it's a lot of work mm -hmm. if you can make your own it's a mm -hmm. lot of work and you know i can do this sort of stuff you know i'm quite handy with a paint pot and so on so you know but it's a lot of effort and i quite like a kind of clean, more kind of clean look myself. listeners i think orion's being very modest because if you've not seen his recent picture of the Flame Toys Rodimus, I think it's spectacular. That's very nice of you to say so. You can do a job with a paintbrush. Don't, don't listen to this. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I, there's some shortcuts there, and it may, it may not look quite as nice as you think it looks in reality. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I can do it. I, I, I do all right for myself as far as that goes. But, yeah, I mean, like, like I say, I, I could turn my hand to that sort of stuff, but I quite prefer kind of cleaner look. Yeah, I mean... uh. I, I think I, I, I've gotten so used to having my figures in front of books, comics, manga books, mm -hmm. just being a, a part of the real furniture in my house that I don't kind of need dioramas in the same way. Um, I like to add a, some sort of accent thing, like having a chair there for someone to sit on if he's a big imposing person. But that's, a, that's about as much, that's it, really, you know? Yeah. Unless when it gets into actual toy photography, then you kind of do need things there. Well, sometimes. It depends what you're doing, but yeah. 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 But, yeah. but I mean, you see my toy photography, it's really, again, I, I go for a simplistic kind of background and then try and, I, tr I try and just highlight the figure mm. and its articulation. So I just get a good pose, take a photo of it, and it's on a, you know, on a grey background or whatever. I'm not big on kind of all that kind of... I mean, like I say, I've seen people do some fantastic mm -hmm. stuff with dioramas and with bits of scenery and all sorts of stuff, but it's just not for me. No, that's not mm -hmm. for me. Actually, I was, I was just thinking, there's a, there, are, there are some exceptions to prove the rule as far as stands go. Mm -hmm. I do like some stands when that, that aren't invisible, as it were, if they make kind of sense within the story of the figure or the the way the way in which the figure is depicted in the media. For example, um, I used to have Soul of Jagogin gum, gum, Soul of Jagogin. Mm -hmm. That's how you pronounce it? Soul of Jagogin. Yes, Soul of Jagogin Gunbuster. Oh, yeah. And I had some Soul of Jagogin um, Avers from Evangelion. And the Gunbuster stand was like, it was basically the launch pad for... Mm -hmm. The um, because it's it turns into two space shuttles and then turns into a robot, mm. and the stand could, was the launch pad for both the space shuttles and also when you stood the stood the robot mode on the stand, you had little walkways and you could have little guys standing on the walkways mm. in front of the robot, 
that was fantastic because that worked because it played into the into the media. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for the Avers. They were the um, they were the launching racks, you know, in in the show when they kind of put, kind of shoot up those kind of um, underground corridors. They shoot up out of the floor oh, yes. into Neo Tokyo, <laughs> and they have those um, those kind of gun racks on the side and so on. And everything's there. All their weaponry's got a place to go. That's good because it it works within the context of the toy. It's it's when it, it for me it's when it detracts from the reality in inverted commas because <laughs> I know it's not reality, but when it when it detracts from the character and what and trying to make it look as realistic as possible as you know, again inverted. I commas. know I know exactly what you mean because those are I did get one of those stands. We didn't have all the little ramps and the little walkways for people. But it was like for a Gundam mm. background thing, and it and it works. It, it does. It almost adds like a a scale to these giant robots, if anything. Exactly. Uh, it's, exactly. It's, it's, yeah. re- it's really nice. It's a nice thing to add to the shelf. Yeah, that's, it's really good. Yeah, it gives you a sense of scale, and it it, it works within the context of the of the fiction. My I was saying about Gunbuster. I said it, it didn't really fit in my collection. Another important thing to me is that every individual shelf has a theme Mm -hmm. and nobody on that shelf breaks with that theme. So I have a Spider-Man shelf. It has Spider-Man on it, It has Spider-Man characters on it. You wouldn't find a a Batman on that shelf. (laughs) That would never happen. I have a G1 Masterpiece shelf. You would not find... Optimus Primal on there. Mm-hmm. It's very important that they all they all have their separate areas for me anyway. If if it if it's not canon <laughs> or at least head canon, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> so I wouldn't be able to accept it. Um, I I can, I can agree with that to um to some extent because uh I think um once you leave my room, once you leave where I have my main display shelves, all of that type of stuff kind of goes out the window because. Mm-hmm. It's all in like little nooks and crannies around the house. So sometimes a shelf has, I don't know, just looking around in here, I have X-Men and some Mega FCFs Armada figures in the corner, but it's in like a, a glass shelf. Yeah. Hidden away with some cutlery that we never use until Christmas time. You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> this is just dotted around like little accents. But that's less, I imagine that's less of a display for you though, and more of a kind of like just somewhere to Yeah. Get to. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely, I, I get what you mean. Like in my actual display, like in the DTOS, there's a designated shelf. Mm. I mean, recently there's something I've been doing where I've had a DTOF is just bad guys. And then the opposite, because I have my DTOS on the other side of the Calyx. Yeah. It's good guys on one side, bad guys on the other side. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's why when I started selling off my Solo Jokokin stuff, Gunbuster was the last to go because he's just an amazing figure, like mm. beautiful. But, I was like, I've got nothing to display this guy with. He'd just have to take up a whole shelf of a Detoff on his own. And I do like I do really like that that anime. I recommend um, watching it if you haven't. I do really like it and I really like the follow up Die Buster, but it's got a very different um kind of artistic style. So you'd be hard pushed to put Gunbuster and Die Buster figures on, on the same shelf, mm. they'd look a bit weird. Anyway, I digress. I thought, well, I can't display him in a in a in a meaningful way, so I I may as well sell him. And you know, he was worth quite a lot of money at that point. I managed to get him very cheap. Uh, a friend of mine went, oh, 
look at this listing. Someone's selling a selling a solitary coke and gum bus. They have a really good price. You should probably jump in on this. And I was like, <laughs> at the time, I was like, I don't even know who this is. And he's he's like, no, trust me. I'll I'll send you the I'll send you the anime at some point. You're gonna love it. And I was like, okay, yeah, all right, fine, why not? And at the time, I was my collecting habits were far more kind of. Uh, what's Your the rules word? weren't as strict. Random. <laughs> yes, I was less strict with my rules and so on. But yeah, and as I say, yeah, so that's why I had to move him on because he didn't didn't fit with other stuff. Mm-hmm. So there you go. My so how about displaying in alt mode? Mm-hmm. We're talking about transformers here. How do you feel, Virtual Dave? How do you feel about displaying your stuff in alt uh, mode? Well, we've talked about it before. Like, uh, I think it's borderline difficult slash almost crazy to do so if you want to display masterpieces in alt mode. Like, I think it's... Mm. Unless you have the space to give them the room they need to look good, like if you're having, like, a row of cars or, you know, the jets, because they definitely take up a lot of space. Yeah. Um, I think, it, for me, personally, I prefer to do that with the mainline stuff, because it's smaller than Legends, if I'm going to display it mm-hmm. alongside a, a Titan figure or something. Sure. Like, I think the... It can be done, but I, for me, personally, I think it looks better when you have stuff like the mainline figures. Because even these days, the mainline vehicle modes i think are pretty great sure you could pull some punches with the robot modes but i think the robot the vehicles are pretty spot on and uh i think they do the job for me but i don't think i really do um display much stuff in alt mode i've only dabbled in it recently but i don't tend to unless it's something like um, beast wars characters where you can have them back and forth in their animal modes yeah, because their beast modes are almost as much a character as the yeah. robot mode is. Yeah, I'm pretty much in agreement with you. The only stuff that I display in alt mode is original generation one, because I think that stuff looks fantastic in alt mode. I would, I would agree. Because, you know, they're scale models of real vehicles, a lot of them. Especially like the 84, 85 stuff. Obviously, it starts kind of skewing off a bit later on into kind of more kind of spacey, kind of a futuristic-y kind of stuff. But that those those first two years of like the Diaclone mm-hmm. and Microchain stuff, my Generation 1 figures are barely out of alt mode. And, and Beast Wars, I mean, for a while I dabbled with, and we'll, we'll talk about this, well, we'll may as well talk about it in a second. I dabbled with getting duplicates of the uh, mm-hmm. Masterpiece uh, uh, Beast Wars stuff. Just because I thought the the beast modes were very expressive, but it's having the space to do that. Uh, I think I, to be honest, still to this day, I think you were onto something there. I mean, if Kingdom didn't happen and there wasn't the mainline version of these characters now, I probably would have done that as well, because a lot of them have gotten their own KOs and whatnot. Even Primal's getting his KO, so I probably would have got both modes. Yeah, it's too expensive, and I have a more kind of moral objection to chaos yeah, than you do there is that so but just as even even if you did even if you had the space and you had the money for them i think out of any figures from transformers it's probably those that probably would be the ones to do it yeah i absolutely agree with you i, I did go down that route i basically had everybody uh, i had I, I did buy the dinobot ko and i did buy mm-hmm. the megatron ko and had them had the KOs in beast mode, and the uh, official figures in robot mode, and that worked fine. I got 
Primal and Cheetor, when they reissued Primal and Cheetor, mm. I, bought, I bought them again because Primal has really easy to scuff paint. And my first Primal was a bit scuffed. So I was like, well, I want a nice one. <laughs> and Cheetor, my first Cheetor, I managed to snap a tab on him, uh, transforming him. And uh, he has a, a hairline fracture on part of his gun. These are all kind of known issues that you get with Cheetor. And again, because they're much cheap, they were cheaper masterpieces. And when they reissue masterpieces, they keep the prices the same as they were when they came out. They don't bump them up or anything. So I was like, well, it's worth paying another 60 quid for another Primal. And if Primal came out tomorrow, it wouldn't be 60 quid. Oh, God, no. Or 80 quid oh, no. or whatever it was I paid for him. It would be well over 100 or something. Again. Days after recording this, it was announced that MP Optimus Primal is getting a re-release stroke reissue, and he's over £100. It was worth it, but I would. But now I would. Now with the way the prices are going, I wouldn't buy. I wouldn't buy a second Tigertron. I mean, Megatron's very expensive as well, which is why I went for the KO. But uh, KO, some of the colours on the KO are a bit iffy. All that, all that stuff doesn't bother me at all. It's, uh, it's just for the display at that point because it's. Um... Yeah. And it looked good. It looked great having a robot mode and beast mode display. It did. I, I remember your display. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. yeah, no, I liked it. But it again, you're basically doubling how much space those characters take up. So you're then taking space away mm. from something else. Because, you know, we both live in the UK. Yep. You live in London, for God's sake. <laughs> space is at a premium. It's true. So you have to really kind of... Um, justify that use of space and if you're going well it's basically the same figure again in another place (laughs) then maybe maybe you need to kind of look at yourself and make some decisions make some hard choices of course if you're if you're happy with that if you've got the space if you can manage it i I think it just comes down to that because it's probably the main the main reason why i like um what's the best word mapping planning out my displays the uh yeah yeah, yeah, I get it. Organizing, uh, curating, that's the word I was looking for. Curation, yes, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's definitely, it plays a big part in that. Like, uh, say, like Spider-Man. It's a mm-hmm. nice example. There are many different versions of Spider-Man. There are many different figures of Spider-Man. Even if you say you want your, your movie Spider-Man to be on the same shelf as your comics. No, 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 no. That, well, that's, that's, that's the thing. So like, you kind of need to have that separate if you like, I don't know, Sam Raimi, Andrew Garfield, all of those different Spider-Man yeah. versions versus even all the different comic books. There's loads of different yeah, versions absolutely. of Spider-Man. Yes. Would you have them all on the same shelf? Would you, would you want to say, this is 90s, this is what I remember from my childhood, this is a cartoon? Um, I would... I would absolutely never in a million years put movie, like live action movie stuff on the same shelf as comic stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind mixing up various comic stuff. Okay. That's fine. Because it's, for me, it's comic book Spider-Man. And as someone who grew up reading comics, I'm used to the artists changing regularly and the way that <laughs> they, the characters look changing regularly. So mm-hmm. if I were to just go, oh, well, this... This shelf can only have Todd McFarlane <laughs> depictions of Spider-Man on. I'm going to have to get a lot of different Spider-Man shelves. So 
I'm all right with that. Like, for instance, I have my comic book Spider-Man on the same shelf as my Into the Spider-Verse Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I'm all right with that. But, I mean, I don't collect live-action movie stuff anyway. But if I did, it definitely wouldn't go on the same shelf. Yeah, and I, that that makes sense to me because the aesthetic is you know, so indifferent because of how mm. Spider-Verse is such a love letter to them. Uh, yeah. Those days of Spider-Man. So it, it works pretty well. And- Eventually, my Spider-Verse collection might grow large enough that it warrants its own shelf. And then mm-hmm. I'll have to swap things around. But for now, I've just got two Into the Spider-Verse figures. And then I've got three comic book figures all on the same mm-hmm. shelf. But eventually, yeah, that might change. Like, for instance, when they bring out Penny Parker and Spider or SPDR, that's probably going to be the centerpiece because he's the, oh, yeah. the, the, the large robot. And then maybe I'll have to shuffle the comic book stuff onto some other shelf somewhere or something like But, I mean, that feeds into something else I wanted to mention, which is use of space and overcrowding. Mm-hmm. I've done it before. I've, I've managed, I mean, I filled a Detolf shelf with, like, 10, 15 Masterpiece figures before. Mm-hmm. And I would never do that now. <laughs> every figure has to have enough space, enough negative space around it so that you can so you can see that figure and it's not surrounded by other guys obscuring your view of it. So it can breathe and just you know, you can take it in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I don't know I mean I don't know about you. What do you how do you feel about overcrowding or or just packing things in a bit? Uh well it's difficult because these details in general are, are not re- not really the right dimensions for a trans most transformers anyway or action figures in general really or ac- yeah action figures in general like it's unless you're talking 12 inch stuff maybe yeah like if you're going into the bigger stuff hot like, toys you know, or whatever sale, yeah then it then it sits it suits just fine but hmm. for your standard mainline stuff it's not you need to be more creative in how you pose it or have risers and i don't know like have other bit of fluff in there like having a so like displaying the Ghostbusters, but having Ecto One in there as, as well as the the, mm-hmm. the four themselves, kind of something else to occupy the negative space. I wouldn't say that uh, vehicles in details is a good idea because they're so um, narrow. Like vehicles are long and thin. <laughs> so, oh, right. but yeah, I know what you mean. I, I get what you mean. Yeah, I think risers and stands really help in that space. Mm-hmm. Because it's got a lot of vertical space and not so much hor- well, it's got the same amount of vertical and horizontal space. <laughs> it's a square, but but you know if your figures are all stood on the ground and they're mm-hmm. only six inch tall, you've got all you've got this sea of guys, and then you've got this great big <laughs> empty space above them. chunk of space above them <laughs> with nothing in it. You know, and maybe you can get a slightly bigger figure in the middle or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, I think it's good to get kind of risers or like the risers that stepped or whatever just to kind of get that stuff to fill that space nicely without it looking overcrowded yeah i think that's that's the trick to it because it so i've seen some displays where people have put a lot of figures in a display and it doesn't Mm. actually it's not bad his only problem is they haven't posed them and sometimes just because they can't pose them because of the lack of space but i'm in the camp of where i don't think everything needs to be dynamically posed it's fine having one central character in a, the most dynamic pose ever, but everyone else is static or at least looking at the person who is doing the dramatic pose. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, 
It doesn't have to be a dramatic pose, it just has to be a pose. A- anything, yeah. This... Rather than when, I mean, you do see a lot of this, especially in Transformers and, and, and Marvel Legends, all sorts actually, Star Wars, mm-hmm. where the figures are just arms straight down to the side, legs mm. straight, facing forwards. <laughs> And then and then and then they're all kind of right in front of each other, like like a school picture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Worse sometimes because they're not they're not like on risers or anything. So they're oh, just so like in school, them, yeah. in school picture, you've got you've got people on different levels, haven't you? But no, they're, they're all just just stood each other. Like, it's like they're a, they're like they're a crowd at a concert. Yes, yes, this is a fair example. <laughs> so you can't see everybody because they're all stood so close together. And all very straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I understand that sometimes people are short on space. And maybe these people are more into the collecting side of it than the displaying side of it. But for me, that kind of defeats the objects a little bit. If you're cramming people in onto your shelf in that way. I think that's, that's probably it right there. Because it's a different mindset. Mm-hmm. Being a collector, being someone, a collector that displays their collection. Yeah, I I absolutely think so. And yeah, if, if you're collecting the toys because you love collecting the toys, you will just kind of like shove them onto a shelf in that in that state, and that and that's fine. You might not even take them out of the box. Well, God, well that's a, that's a whole different it's <laughs> a whole different realm of collecting that. <laughs> um, yeah, and you do see some people who display boxes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it seems crazy to me, but you know that's if that's what you're into. I mean, I have got. Only because I couldn't find anywhere to put them, I have sort of displayed my Beast Wars masterpiece boxes. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking of changing that up. They're just kind of there because it was a very high shelf. I didn't know what to put on it. <laughs> and I thought, well, that I've got every box. Maybe I'll stick those up there for now. See how that looks. Um, but yeah, not, I'm not really a box displayer, generally. The only boxes I would say that are really on display are my Power Ranger ones, because I, I really like... I believe it's Tom Whaling is the Tom Whaling is the artist name mm-hmm. or the artwork on the boxes. I really love them. All right, and I think just did post they just did posters of them. I probably wouldn't keep the boxes, but they don't. So I've got them in between details and stuff just to be an accent and that. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, a, a lot of people who collect masterpiece or the um, G one G one book style reissues. Oh yeah, they look good on a shelf because the boxes are consistent. They've got the same. Mm style on the spines all the way through and so on and you can put them stack them all up on a shelf and it looks quite nice mm-hmm. i don't know if it's a great use of space because you just use just empty boxes but or unless you've got your toy still in there but you mm-hmm. know i do quite appreciate that i did like i did really like the packaging on those uh, g1 box reissues i've got megatron and um soundwave but i know i have got a friend who bought them all and i don't think he opened them and he, he might still have them all to be honest Am I thinking, is that the one that would open with like a flap when yeah. you open? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Megatron was a double one. He was two, two boxes together that opened up in the middle because he okay. had all the accessories. The gun was on one side and yeah, the scope and the, uh, and the, um, the, what do you call it? Uh, stock was mm-hmm. in the other side, but yeah, they're really, they're really nice boxes. So yeah, sometimes a box. A box display can work, I think, especially if it's like on a shelf, it almost like a bookcase kind of situation. I think that's only it only can work well if you just collect one thing. Like if you just transformers, that's yeah. fine. 
or when you, mm. you're dipping your toes in other stuff. Yeah, unless you've got different shelves for different collections or something. But yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, that's not something I do much. My One thing I wanted to talk about was, and you mentioned this word earlier, mm-hmm. curation, curating your collection. I think it's as important what you have display on display as to what you don't have on display. And how you choose what is and isn't on display, I think, is important. Mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time kind of going, well, do I want this on display? Do I want it on display with this particular, these other figures or do I want it in a separate place? And what shelf on my, uh, uh, on my detolf or what shelf on my, uh, on my shelving unit do I, do I put these guys on where they look their best? Do you do a lot of that? Uh, yes, because my, my main display is in my room. Mm-hmm. So you, when you walk into the room, it's all along one wall really well it's like an l shape how my display is set out and you can only really view it from standing up or lying down on the bed and the elevation of how you're looking at display does make a difference yeah so the figures that need to be seen are at a certain eye level and other ones can be lower down because then you won't see them unless you're on the bed Mm -hmm. so it it's thought out in that way as well i get i get I, i completely get what you're talking about because it's so you know they're they're three dimensional objects, so if you're not looking at them face on, they might not look as great from the side or from this at an angle, or the way you pose them may look ridiculous if you're looking at it at a ninety degree angle or something. You know, just how you've put them there is quite important. Yeah, they might look perfectly fine looking straight on at them, or but then when you sit down or something, they look <laughs> strange or whatever. Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. Yeah, I think that that's an important consideration. Like, I mean, for for me, I do swap around what's where, and often I do find that certain things work in different places than other things do. Like, if you've got stuff that's up high, you want it to either be big mm-hmm. so you can see it, or you want it to be on a stand so that it's um, it's elevated from where it is so that you can, if it's on like a high shelf. And you're looking up at it. Most of what you can see is shelf. <laughs> so, you know, you have to kind of think about how that's going to present itself. So, for example, um, my Zeta Toys Unicron is on a high shelf, but he's on his stand. Because mm. um, he's, in, he's in planet mode at the moment. And my G1 toys are on a high shelf, but they're on a riser so that I can see them. Mm. And then the, there's other stuff that just wouldn't work up high or down low. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of really think about that and think about what your viewing position of this stuff's going to be. And then also light it accordingly as well, in a way. I think it um, it became much more of an issue when I moved into my new room because the the height of the wall and the, the, the loft is lower. So not a lot of things could go on top of shelves or could go... Well, I found a way of putting stuff on detox, but it's a lot closer to the ceiling than it would be in a regular room. So... I did notice this. We're going, to, we're going to talk a little bit about um, each other's collections in a, in a short while, but I did notice that your, um, yeah, your 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 details are on the floor, yeah. and the space above it is barely barely enough for a Titan class, isn't it? It's just about. I can only fit about half of the Titans I have up there. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's tight. It's very close. It's very tight. Yeah. So it's, that has to be put in consideration as well. Like uh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of good detox displays do have them up on something like a 
a small calyx block or something to yeah. really, um, you know, put them out of a different eye level. Well, like I said, I I got four billy shelves. I had a, I had one of those skinny billies for a while, mm-hmm. and I when we moved in here, there was nowhere for it to go. There was plenty of built-in shelving here anyway, so we used that for a lot of our books and so on. Uh, so I th- we got rid of the billies. I sold them on Facebook or whatever, and I sold them without the shelves. I just went, "Here's a billy. I'm keeping <laughs> some of the. Sh- I'm keep. I'm keeping some of the shelves, and I screwed them together and made a kind of cube out mm. of billy shelves, which my Detolf now sits on, and it improves it no end because it, do- it does make because a that bo- that bottom shelf, that bottom shelf being on the floor, you never see it properly. It's mm. a real problem. Mm. And like I used to, they used to be on the floor for years, but it's improved it a lot because all of a sudden I'm not, it always used to be the case where I'd be like, what poor saps get to be on the bottom shelf because they're going to look rubbish. Yes, it's, it's, it is, a, it is quite the vein of my, uh, my detox displays at the moment. It's that high. It's either I bring them up or I lose the space on top. So Yeah, yeah. It's a trade-off, isn't it? <laughs> I apply a, um, a Mary, Mary Kondo kind of a... Or Kondo. Mary Kondo, I think her name is. Anyway. The give you joy, lady. Yes, I, I apply that to my entire collection. Like, does it spark joy? And if it doesn't, it's out of here. <laughs> I'm very mercenary in that sense. What What's, what's annoying me now... Mm. Is that everything does? So, like, I keep occasionally going. I really want to kind of reduce things down a little bit. You know, just make things a bit more kind of compact, a bit more manageable. But I like everything I've got now, so it's mm. it's very difficult to find those things that I can prune. Mm. Which means I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you should be at a happy medium now. It should be. Yes, but I only have so much space. And, you know, we all have pre-orders coming. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, there's got to be... Something's got to give somewhere along the way. But I do I do do that. And that's what... I mean, we've, we spoke about this in the, in uh, part one of our toy collecting thing. You know, I have some fairly strict rules. And I try to <laughs> adhere to them. And it helps me keep it manageable. Like, you know, one version of each character in a particular scale. All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, for example, both of us recently got the Sentinel uh, Spider-Verse Miles. Mm-hmm. That replaced Mathex Miles for me. Mathex Miles is gone. I've sold him. We went in the post a couple of weeks ago. You've still got both, I imagine. I've still got mine, but it's... Yeah. I mean, after that, that arm came off, I was like, well... Maybe Orion was right. Um, <laughs> uh, the I arm th- came off on Mathex, didn't it? It did, yeah. But it, yeah. I mean, I knew that the joints on him, we knew that he was very thin and easy yeah. and whatnot so it was only a matter of time but it's uh i'm getting to that point now because like you're saying pre-orders are coming mm-hmm. there's stuff that's here but is everything here need to be here mm-hmm. like narrowing down on things is becoming an issue and do you keep it and store it or do you sell it like what are you going to do with it and, and eventually if you're lucky enough to have some storage space that's going to run out too eventually so oh, yeah. you've got to think about that as well. So, like, I don't store much stuff. I don't have the space to store much stuff. But that's going to be an issue as well. So you have to kind of, like, try and... Yeah, curation. It's it's uh, 
pruning and kind of just you know going well maybe maybe I don't need this now and you know maybe I'll sell it on or I mean I could always if I change my mind I can always come back and get it later. Yeah, there are some things that are so old or they're so they've lived in a storage box for so long. There's no point in keeping it. But at the same time, there are other things where they don't live on display shelves. Like a lot of things I do keep in boxes when I'm not got them out, like Nendoroids or Figma, stuff that have lots of bits and pieces that I don't necessarily, I think the bits and pieces are so fragile to even put in a, a little bag or in a, a box. They have to be somewhere where they're not going to scratch or whatever. Yeah. So you have figures that are not for display. Yeah. I have figures for for pictures, if anything. Figures that I would take oh, I see. pictures for and then they would go back in a box. I don't always put those ones on display because most of the time they're just too fragile to just leave out in case something happens to them. Like they just might just... All right. I mean, a shelf dive, and they would die. They would just shatter into pieces or something. Yeah. I mean, I don't do that, but I can see why you might. I mean, I literally have one small box full of figures that aren't on display, and that box, if anything stays in there for too long, mm. I may end up selling it just because it's taken up space. I guess it's also because the stuff that is... It's hard to do a display of as well. Like, it's a good example is that recent uh, Giver figure I got Figma, mm-hmm. who's a great figure, but it's small, and it's one thing from that specific show, and he doesn't belong on anyone else's shelf. Like he just, <laughs> like I was saying about Gunbuster, exactly. Then to designate one space just for him on his own makes no sense. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And what I would probably do then is sell it. But I mean, if you can find somewhere to put it, um, just so you can get it out every now and again and play with it, then that's fine. I mean, yeah. I get, I get it, and. I have had figures like that in the past. Like, I mean, I used to have figures just to muck about with um, and have had in the past. Sometimes I, when I used to work in an office, I used to take some figures in to work with me and stick them on my desk. Mm-hmm. Invariably, I'd go to a meeting or the toilet and come back and they had been repossessioned in, in, a, in hilarious <laughs> sexual poses. Oh, right. <laughs> so I stopped taking toys in. Various times I'd find Booster Gold and uh, Blue Beetle taking their bromance a little bit too far. <laughs> oh, well, as you know, when we worked in an office together, mm-hmm. I did take figures in with me. Yeah, you did, yeah. Pretty much every day, a different figure. And I did not get that response from people. Well, yeah, but we, <laughs> uh, at that particular time that we were doing that, we, we were in there um, on a temporary basis, weren't we? So Yeah, that's true. I met my I met my my co-workers who knew me well enough that they knew it would piss me off or <laughs> they, or or it would be funny would you know sneak over and muck about with my stuff just for fun. I mean it was fine, but yeah. Did you um out of curiosity did you ever take your toys to school? Um yes, but they would invariably get damaged, lost, broken, stolen. Mhm. So, no, generally I would avoid doing it, mostly. <laughs> I did sometimes, and there was often days, end of year, everyone was in, well, not, a lot of, it was kind of like bring your, bring your toys to school day kind of thing oh, at yeah. the end of the year sometimes. So, yeah, I did do that from time to time. But I didn't do it a lot, because, again, like I said, often get damaged or broken. And I was, I was precious about my toys way earlier than most kids, I think. Mm-hmm. No, that's understandable. No, I, I, I definitely did it, and yes... Stuff would normally get broken or 
because most of the time it was Transformers. So mm-hmm. people were, you know, oh, it's a Transformer. Let me transform it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I even have that now. I mean, um, <laughs> I've recently started um, going to a little meetup in Brighton. Yeah. Hi, guys, if you're listening. <laughs> And we we take in some Transformers and uh, we kind of sit around, have a few pints and we uh, have a fiddle with each other's uh, other Transformers. It's great fun. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you're like, well, be, be, be careful with that one. I mean, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it's mostly my fault because the most most of the Transformers I own are kind of higher end, kind of expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't have any mainline stuff so mm. if i had mainline stuff i could take that in and it wouldn't be a wouldn't be so much of a problem but i mean the other day we were on our hands and knees searching around under this table to find a little flap off of a kingdom rodimus <laughs> that popped off so it happens <laughs> you know so yeah it, there is a little bit of that when you have family round or friends or whoever would come to your house and see your display yes yes do you plan ahead for this because i do and i have stuff out at a height that they can mess with that would be fine but i don't even have to be worried in the in the room for yeah because of problems like that in the past like i've had things out and people just kind of pick it up and want to mess with it and suddenly an arm's come off or something i would do that if i had any friends with kids or whatever yes that yes, would come yeah. over the children my other half despises children <laughs> she wouldn't countenance them coming in the flat <laughs> so i don't have that problem i have friends to visit all the time but they are respectful to my toys and i don't have to childproof the place or anything <laughs> i do have to consider where i put things in relation to the cat Oh, yes, your pet. So, yes, that's another one. Exactly. Yeah. So I have to consider not putting stuff in a place where she might jump up and walk around. I mean, she's she's pretty good. She's pretty careful about knocking shit over. So, like, I do have to consider that. Yeah, I don't really have to do anything with my toys that much, really. But I totally understand why you would if you had um, children coming to visit. Yes. Absolutely. Or just inconsiderate adults <laughs> well that sometimes that as well but it's it, yeah I've, it's something i've learned over the years now where i just why i have stuff like uh i mean you were asking about where my funkos were a lot of them are in the front room so people will do that type of stuff because i don't care about the funkos you pick it up and that's it it's not gonna yeah yeah they're, they're, they're those they're those kind of they're kind of disposable kind of things yeah. aren't they um they're not your pride and joy or anything nope well, since you've brought us onto the topic um, of uh, of of showing people your collections and so on, I mean, I think you wanted to talk about like when people are seeing it for the first time and how they feel about it, and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, like I was I was really curious about how you, what was your steps in order to bring it to your other half or a partner or something? Because it's for me, it's quite a personal thing, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it's I mean, I'm sure when, from when you've met me, I'm a, I don't hide my nerdisms. I wear Spider-Man t-shirts. I, yeah. I walk around in Power Rangers gear all the time. It's not like it's something shocking to someone, but the, it's the volume and the amount of it when you. Yeah. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit more subtle in my, uh. Oh yeah, you are. You very are. Yeah. <laughs> in my, in my nerdiness. Although I am wearing a Transformers t-shirt today, but yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't generally. 
but I don't, yeah, I don't have a, I don't hide it. I don't kind of, um, if someone asks me about it, I'll tell them. Mm -hmm. And when people come over to visit, I don't tidy the toys away. (laughs) And I, and I couldn't do not with how many I have and, and also the space that they, they exist in. I mean, my, my toy collection is in the, in the center of the flat. Mm -hmm. It's, it's in the main room. It's in the first room you hit when you come in through the front door, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it's surrounded by my records and my record player. And it's in a room that we often entertain in. It's kind of a dining room. It's got the dining room table in it anyway. And we'll often have people over um, sat around in this room having a drink or having some food or whatever. So it's there right in your face. Mm-hmm. And I can't tidy that away. And I'm not gonna. Oh yeah. yeah. So I, I don't really. It's not. It's, no, I, it's gone. I was gonna say it's not so much the hiding; it's more just preparing the individual who's about to see it. Like, do you so like a word of warning? Is there? No. This is the room. Prepare yourself. You. No. No. Not at all. No. That's just like, for instance, when I met my other half, when she first came over to my uh, uh, flat, it was just there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I collect toys. By the way, <laughs> there they are. Wow. I guess I don't know. Maybe it was just because of, of my old room. It was so small that the figures, like they felt like there was a lot more there than there was, mm-hmm. because it was such a small room, like a box room. Yeah. And when I've had friends over before to come into the, like you were saying before, like the main room, the living room, mm-hmm. they're everywhere. They're those figures spring around at every corner of every bookshelf and they think that that's that's the collection they think wow you've got so many like, this is just the first room in the house what are you talking about this is it's barely begun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i'm, I'm not going to pretend like i don't that i'm not conscious of it right i mean i am aware of the fact that it's unusual that i collect toys although far less unusual than it used to be mm-hmm. i think one thing that's happened in recent time is that um, this kind of behaviour has become more commonplace. It's more cool to be a geek than it was. Absolutely, it used to be. It used to be. It used to be a huge stigma connected to being into kid stuff, as it were, uh, or into into comics, or into 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 anything a little bit kind of niche. Mm-hmm. And that's not so much of a big deal, but I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I'm not aware that what I do is a little bit unusual. And, you know, when people come over, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I've never had any kind of negative reaction to it. You know, it's just like, oh, right, you're a big geek. Okay, fair enough. Oh, no, no. You like, you like, comic, you like comics and toys and various other pop culture and inverted commas things. But, I mean, I've... To be honest, I've never really cared too much about what people think about it. I mean, yeah, I was always a bit of a strange kid, always a bit unpopular in, well, a bit of a nerd. So it's never, yeah, it's never been an issue. Okay. No, no, it's just, it's, it's just, um, it's interesting because my other half now, I know when she first saw the collection, she was really taken back because surprisingly she thought that I didn't, I was, she knew I was a nerd and she knew I was proper. Uh, I think the first time we met, I was wearing one of my Paranger tops, and I had one of my my Paranger's communicator, mm-hmm. um, as I commonly do. And she thought that that was kind of like, oh, okay, maybe he's just like does cosplay or something. Like he's just 
Yeah. He's that type of person who's into niche stuff, but she didn't know the extent of it until she saw the rest of the collection. And it was I mean, cosplay different. cosplay is pretty niche. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, like... I mean, that's that's all. That's already going pretty far. Oh, maybe he's into cosplay. Cosplay, um, but yeah, no, I, I get it. But yeah, um... I think, I think, I think she thought that because she's also into cosplay, so she thought, oh, great, he's into cosplay. Yeah, I was gonna, mm-hmm. I was gonna qualify it with the fact that she is a bit of a nerd herself. Yeah. So you know, yeah. it's a bit more of a aware of uh, of nerdy behaviors. Yeah, it was more of a. It was more. Oh, great! It's a good thing. And oh, great! I need to run away. Type of... It was a yeah. When when we have workmen over to do work or whatever, or people coming in to install the internet or whatever, sometimes you'll get them kind of comment on stuff. You know, they're looking at MP1 on the shelf and going, "I had that when I was a kid," and you're like, "No, you didn't. <laughs> you had this little guy here." <laughs> but yeah, it is fun. It is kind of interesting when people kind of see it for the first time. Especially if you get like a positive reaction, that's always nice. Oh yeah, yeah. It's... Like people just go, "These are really cool," and that's that's always fun. And like you, you know, sometimes I can I'll get a G one toy down just for someone to have a play with and transform. Usually it's G one because the G one stuff's simple and easy to. Oh yeah, it's very intuitive. The G one stuff there. Yeah, if I had mainline stuff, I'd do it with mainline stuff, but I don't have any, not anymore. It's a nice bond you can have with people. I think it's as like you say, like a, the nostalgia of what they had as a child or what they remember their brother or sister or whatever had or it can mm-hmm. I mean even in fact even the way that me and you met our just conversation of Transformers how horrible the movies are and how much we love the toys and you know how yeah. how it all kind of just splintered from that. There's just those type of conversations I think. It's quite nice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And there's a lot there's a lot to love about this stuff. And like I like I was saying before, it's 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 far more accepted now as well. So, I suppose, before we get into the collection critique, Mm -hmm. um, there's a couple of other things that we haven't gone over. And it's kind of the nuts and bolts of displays and collecting. What do you do with all your accessories? And what about dusting and maintenance of your display? (laughs) Um, Well, for accessories... Most things I try to either say like mainline stuff, like a Marvel Legend would come with extra hands and then maybe an extra head and some effect pieces or whatnot. I'd put those in a little bag, like a sandwich bag or something, um, zip them and put them in a box, with mm-hmm. pile them all in together. Um, that's where most things go, stuff that can go in something like that. When it comes to the more expensive stuff, like uh, maybe the masterpieces or stuff like that, I would just normally, I would normally be keeping their box. So therefore, that stuff lives in the box. All right. And probably does not come out of the box. And then there was a handful of figures that I have about a lot, or I take pictures of a lot. So they just the accessories are just around. Mm-hmm. It's like on top of the detoff, I have like. Um, a Transformers mug I got for Christmas a few years ago. I put all the little accessories like that in the mug. Right. This that's where most of the accessories go. Mm-hmm. And as for dusting, um, I do that quite frequently. Um, I would say at least once a month, if not every two months, because I change the displays around so often. Mm-hmm. I normally do it at the same time. Yeah, I mean, mine mine are a bit dusty at the moment because of all the work that was done. Mm. 
There was a lot of uh, brick dust and so on flying around. And I'm waiting till I've got all the decorating done to to dust because, I, you know, there's no point doing it now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, accessory storage, I have a little kind of fishing tackle or toolbox thing. I found I found it. I'm very good at uh, picking stuff up that's been left out for people to take away. <laughs> now when people just leave things next to the next to the bins or they leave them on the street oh, yeah. or walls oh. and they say, please take. Mm-hmm. I do. A, I do a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I've got these things that I think the person who previously had them was using it for making um, bracelets and stuff. It had loads of kind of like stuff for making beaded bracelets and charm bracelets, that kind of stuff. And I just went, right, well, I'll just dump all this stuff that's in it out <laughs> and take the box. So I, I have that and I shove all my accessories in there. Um, I'll often stick accessories that go for the same figures mm-hmm. in a baggie. Mm-hmm. For example, I've got... All the faceplates for all of the MP masterpiece figures, all the faceplates for them, they're all in the same bag. Wow. So I can pull them out and change everybody's facial expressions if I want to. I don't leave a lot of accessories in boxes because my boxes are stored in a space above the door to the front room. And Mm -hmm. I have to get up on a stepladder to -hmm. get to them. That makes sense. That makes sense then. Because, yeah, it's difficult to get to. So all my boxes are out of the way, out of sight. And it takes a bit of effort to get to them. Mm. And the only time I'll ever leave accessories in the box is if it's an accessory that I know I will never use. Mm-hmm. Like Masterpiece Starscream comes with a little claw and a piece of crap <laughs> goes in that. I'm like, I'm never using that. <laughs> so that's probably still in the box. You told me that but, wasn't your favorite G1 episode that you need to... <laughs> I, I don't even know what G1 episode that's from. I, I couldn't even tell you. I think it's called Countdown to Doom or something. I do know the episode. I... Correction. The accessories in question are from the G1 Season 2 episode, Cosmic Rust, in which Starscream uses this never-before-seen and never-seen-again pincer attachment to remove the piece of crap Orion is referring to, an asteroid fragment, from Megatron's arm. Clearly a seminal event in Transformers history that no true fan wouldn't want to recreate. He has a little claw and a little purple piece of crap that he can hold. I, 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 no, no. And, there's a, and there's a drill piece as well. Drill, yeah. uh, no. <laughs> Those accessories may as well not exist because I'm never going to use them. So they stay in the, they stay in the box. Mm-hmm. But the rest all go in that fishing tackle thing. And I've got another kind of cube with some, where the larger accessories can go. What I do really like is figures that have accessory storage on them mm-hmm. that's really great like the gi joe classified figures were really great for that even though i've sold mine now but they were great you can basically put every single accessory that figure came with on the figure mm. and it wouldn't like it wouldn't look like it was a problem i don't want accessories hanging off my figures looking you know messing up the look of them like for instance the um most of the masterpiece figures have some kind of way of hanging the guns off them in some way, shape, or form. You can mm. even put Masterpiece Dinobot's tail will fit on his back in a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I wouldn't do that because it looks ugly. <laughs> but if I can store the um, store an accessory on their belt or in a backpack or whatever they're carrying, then that's great because it mm-hmm. means I don't have to store it away and it means I won't lose it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these accessories are so small and difficult to track down. It's a real worry, just complete, just losing them. 
I mean, the, the shoelaces on that Sentinel Miles. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> so yeah, they go in there. So that's that's what I generally do with uh, with accessory storage, and then dusting. I dust when I if and when I remember. I don't have like a dusting regime, but I will notice that something's getting a bit dusty, and I'll and obviously when I repose stuff when I decide to move things around I'll notice or if I take one down to take to uh, a meetup to show people I'll, I'll mm-hmm. notice and I'll dust it off and oh. I've got like a gone I was going to say yeah, so the, some of the reason I should say why I dust so regularly is because my main display is in my bedroom so if my bedroom's getting really dusty I'm going to dust it oh of course the other ones around the house I probably never dust those <laughs> right yeah you know <laughs> but yeah I've, I've got a makeup brush that I use to dust and uh Sometimes you use a wet cloth or something. But yeah, I mean, it's something you have to do. I mean, obviously, if you've got them in an enclosed cabinet, they get less dusty. So the stuff of the detolf gets less dusty. It's less of a problem. Mm-hmm. Although cleaning cleaning the glass on the detolf is a right pain in the bum. Oh, yeah. My what about um, shelf dives? Have you ever had any major... Oh, not in a long time. Not in a long, long time. I'm careful about that kind of stuff. Everything's everything's posed in a fairly sturdy fashion. Things don't fall down that often. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I think the most recent thing was my KO Revel Tech Venom figure. Mm-hmm. That he, I don't I don't know. Maybe Carnage pushed him. I don't know. <laughs> but he, he, they were next to each other, and this one minute he was he was halfway down the. Um, the room uh, and in pieces. So, yeah, that's the only thing. Well, it's a KO though, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's why it was fine. I'm like, God, if I had spent the yeah the seventy odds, because that definitely would have broken as well. Yeah, actually, one of the so I have had something happen recently. Actually, I have a shelf with all my. I'm a massive fan of Justice League International. Quite possibly the best comic ever written. Mm-hmm. Love it, and I have a specific Justice League International display. And um, on it, I have a Booster Gold, again, one of my favourite characters. That figure, those figures in general, they're not really action figures. They do have joints. They do have um, uh, knees and elbows. Mm -hmm. But they're kind of designed to be stood in a particular pose. And if you change it, it doesn't look right. But anyway, I I had them up on a shelf and we had some guys in to come and put a new window in. And my other half rang me while I was at work and went, so they've been and they've done the work and they've gone. So that's good news. But the bad news is Booster Gold <laughs> is on the floor and in three pieces. <laughs> and I was like, what? So to be fair, that figure has broken in the past. Mm-hmm. But when I came back, his leg had snapped off. It also snapped at the, at the ankle. <laughs> Previously, one of his thumbs broke off, but that was still attached. But yeah, so I had to glue him back together. Like I say, because they're kind of more like statues, it's fine. Mm. But that was probably the most recent, and that was a little bit annoying. Did you um? Did you come home and turn into like Batman and have to work out where all the pieces were and do like some sort of well, detective work? If they were this close to it, then they definitely knocked it over. The trajectory of where he fell. Oh, they absolutely <laughs> knocked it over. They absolutely knocked it over, and they picked it up. Oh, right. Okay. So they noticed. Mm. So I was a bit annoyed. It was in my back pocket of complaints if they didn't do a good job. Mm. I was like, well, I'm not going to mention it because, you know, the figure is is fine. I fixed it. 
It doesn't even look like it's broken, and he always stands in the same pose anyway, mm. so I'm not bothered. But if it were something more expensive, then I would have I would have definitely uh, kicked off. Well, rightly so. Yeah. yeah, but but no, no. I mean, that's that's probably the most recent one. But that, luckily, that figure had broken in the past and had super glued him together before, so it wasn't a big deal. But Jesus, getting a replacement for that figure is expensive. Yeah, it's quite old now, aren't they? Those Justice League International figures are, yeah, they're they're, they're almost vintage now. Mm. Um, and they, I don't know, I don't know if it was a particularly large production run of them. So I mean, I've I've looked into it because I've only got three of them, and I wouldn't mind getting the whole set. Because there's like three, I think there's three or four others I haven't got. I think there's a Batman, a Fire, an Ice, a Nort. Oh, and a Black Canary. So there's five, I think, that I haven't got. I've just got Booster, Blue Beetle, and uh, Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter. Yeah. So it'd be nice to have have the full set, but I looked into it, and they're quite hard to get hold of. So, you know, maybe one day, maybe one day, maybe one day. (laughs) But I'm quite happy with what I've got. Whilst editing this podcast, Orion found himself enabled. He now has a naught in the post and is in search of the rest. We knew this podcast malarkey was a bad idea. But yeah, that's probably the last time I had a a, a shelf dive. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm careful with everything else. Well, I'm careful in general. I don't put people in precarious poses if they're on a shelf where they could fall off. Like, I can put them in a more precarious pose in a, in a detolf. Mm-hmm. Because there's a front on it, so the far the furthest they've got to fall is maybe to the shelf below if they manage to slide down the back or something. But you know that they're all right. But yeah, on a high shelf, I have to be yeah careful. It's it's just such a worry for me because, like I said, like this this space I have it is is my bedroom. So mm-hmm. say if my Zeta Unicorn decided to just fly off one day, ah yeah yeah, that yeah. detoff would shatter. Where I am, you know, it's not. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it, I get it. And it has happened. I've seen people on forums. I've yeah, seen people. Yeah, it, it, it could. Yes, it's, it's a bit of a concern, I guess. And things do just kind of teeter, and that, like you know, I mean, we may as well just briefly mention the hot topic mm-hmm. of the moment, which is um, Haslabs Sentinel. Oh yes, with its unratcheted knees. Jesus, I would be so scared. <laughs> what the heck are they thinking? I'm glad I don't collect Marvel Legends because that would be a real concern. My okay, let's do collection critique. Collection critique. Okay. I thought it would be a little bit of fun if uh, <laughs> Dave and myself sent each other most recent pictures of our collections so we could both have a good look at them. And then we can say what we like about them. So I'm, I'm going to... I've got my notes here, but I think I'll let you go first, Dave. Would you like to go first? Um, yeah, I mean, for you, the way that you've uh, sent me your pictures, I'll get to see the whole timeline of your Yes, you've got my you've got my entire toy collection since 2007, I think. Well, no, earlier than that, 2003, something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's only the, like the last 20 or so pictures that would be recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what your yeah. display looks like now, but it's um, it's definitely changed a lot. And I, uh, your displays at the moment, I like, but I like in a way that it's because it's I know you. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes so <laughs> much sense that they're out, they're displayed this way. That mm-hmm. um, the way you've got so your 
your detail with the Batman and the Spider-Man and then what you're talking about before with your Transformers shelf coming together, it speaks volume to you mm-hmm. as in, I know what you like. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah. I think, to be fair, I think my favorite thing in your collection pictures is the is the DC stuff and um, how you've put your, your Beast Wars guys. So do you mean the DC stuff as in what, Batman or um, Justice League or... The Justice League stuff. I really like this little setup you've got here with the, the comic books and the, and the guy in front of it. Yeah, I'm probably most proud of that, to be honest. And it was really just thrown together, that. Just when we moved in here, we had this little shelf. And I was like, what are we going to put on this little shelf? <laughs> oh, there's a there's a picture hook here. Um, I've got a Justice League comic in a, in a frame. I'll put that up. Mm-hmm. And then we went from there. Yeah, I really, I really like it. I was, um, the uh, Darius in front of Unicron as well, I think is a pretty good way of displaying them oh, yeah. together. So this is the New Age Legends Galvatron, yeah. I haven't stomached the transformation yet. I'll have to do that at some point. <laughs> yeah, well, you see, you know, I mean, you've got Darius in your display, which I will talk about in <laughs> a bit as well. But yeah, um, all right. So yeah, and the Beast Wars stuff, you like that as well. That's cool. Yeah, I like, I, I mean, even though, uh, well, I don't know how, how it's changed now, but I like this picture you've got of Megatron <laughs> and Macarachnia with, uh, with uh, Quackles as well. In, uh, <laughs> well, you, you gave me Quackles, didn't you? Oh, no, was, was, was it you? Yeah, was I you? I did, I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he kind of fits the bill as a, as a rubber ducky. <laughs> I mean, they're not there, they're not there anymore because I had to move them. But but they will return to that point. Mm-hmm. But I think that, that that spider's web that goes with well, I've talked about this before actually. I was talking about how you know you choose where you where you position stuff, mm-hmm. and I think having those two Megatron and Black Arachnia on the top of my Detolf mm-hmm. means that I can put that um, stand behind her with the web, but I can't see the stand. Yes. So it's perfect. I can just mm. see the web. It makes it, make, it displays better that way. And it also it also elevates her slightly because she stood on the on the base, mm-hmm. whereas he's not. Mm-hmm. So she's elevated slightly, so you can see more more of her from that high position. Mm-hmm. So any um, negatives or critiques of my collection? Uh not really. I think you're the one with the the Spider Man. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you've got them now because I don't see Peter in this picture. Um, I think that probably needed something else in there with them, but it's because it works for the Batman because the way his cape takes up the space. It's like we were talking about before. Like, there needs yeah. to be something else in that negative space. I, I agree. I agree. Um, the reason for that is that that shelf is waiting for more things to join it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I know, what you, I know what you mean, and it's it's difficult with Spider-Man to yeah to fill the space. I mean, I've I've got like three of them up on on kind of flight stands, as it were, but it still doesn't quite fill the space. I know what you mean. I um, think I do I need think... to go on. go on. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say I think uh, I what I would do. I mean, I know you probably wouldn't do this because it, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would pinch Black Arachnia's spider web and put it in there. Really? Yeah, and just put it in with them. Uh, that's yeah. what I would do. I don't know if you you would want to experiment with that, but I get it. I get it. But that would that would break some of my rules. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, though. I mean, it's not a bad idea. What I did have previously, which is something I might do again, is I had more of them on swinging on web lines, so the web lines were kind of heading off mm-hmm. into the corners of the detolf. I might do that at some point. But that, that's that's a good that's some good constructive criticism. Thank you very much. I I think I also want to say that I really like your your lighting as well. Like uh, I think you well, I think we both got a similar lighting setup to our detolfs, and mm-hmm. it, and it really does work really well for the figures you put in there. Cool. Well, actually, I mean, that's one thing I noticed about yours is that you've put like um, a lighting strip on the top as well, mm-hmm. which is, I think, it's quite a good idea. I mean, I don't always like to light things from below, but it really works for what you've got on the top of your details because you've got got Triptychon on one and um, Unicron on the other. Mm-hmm. And it kind of works to uplight those figures because they're supposed to be giants. Yeah. It yeah. maybe wouldn't work for smaller figures, but it definitely works for those guys. So I think that's quite a good a good solution. What what I would like to have is some kind of spotlight mm. that would shine because I mean I've got much higher ceiling than you. You'd have the the space to Yeah. So I wouldn't mind having something I could do that with. But yeah. Okay. Well, anything else to say? Uh I think I had not seen it until just now. Your display mm-hmm. of your boxes at the top is actually a really good idea. Really? If I had the space to display my masterpieces like that, the masterpiece beetle boxes, mm-hmm. yeah, it does. It does work. Well, like I said, it was it was a kind of flippant idea because it's a really high up shelf. I mean, it's behind me right now. Mm. If I even if I stand up, I can't. I can't reach it. So like, <laughs> it's so high up a shelf. It's of no use mm. as a shelf. So I was like, well, what am I going to put on it? And if if I put figures on it, I wouldn't be able to see them. They'd be too high up. So I put the boxes up there, and it it means I've got more room to store boxes in with the rest of my boxes. My Should we talk about your collection then? Oh yeah, go on. <laughs> yes. I wrote I wrote some uh, some fun stuff. I kind of I went down the route of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. So in in the good, I think you've got some really nice posing going on. Hmm. Most of your stuff's posed really really quite well. And there's really good lighting. Um, although those remotes for your lighting are massive. <laughs> uh, they're, they're little, but it's just, I guess it's in that photo, they, they look, the, I suppose. The, one, the, the big white kind of things that are yeah. the lead coming out. Oh, those. Oh, yeah, those are massive. They've, they've got things to stick them on the, off the side, I just don't use them. Oh, right, okay. Because, yeah, they just seem a bit kind of... Um, that intrusive because they're because they're white on a black <laughs> on, on a black billy bookcase mm-hmm. but i mean the lights are perfectly fine although i would recommend um the ikea Norfly stuff yeah i, I think i i will have to to change those around at some point yeah yeah because I've, I've got those and uh, yeah they're really good i mean i've also i've also got an led like a stick on led strip at the top but i've noticed that those lights those are starting to go mm they're cheap. Anyway, the the lighting looks good, but the it's it's the wires and the little remotes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, the 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 posing's really cool. Um, I quite liked how you got your War for Cybertron toys in alt mode. Mm-hmm. They all look great. My only my only criticism would be I would remove Hot Rod <laughs> because 
Hot Rod looks out of place with all the kind of realistic looking alt modes. He's a, he's a space car, as it were. He looks a little bit. Yeah, it just I, looks a little bit out of place with the kind of the rest of very kind of 1984, 1985 uh, era Autobots. Yeah. Um. The pro the problem I have with that is because Kingdom vehicles are pretty great. Mm-hmm. The only problem is I don't have a lot of the Earthrise ones, but probably have some of the better alt modes. Like, yeah. Uh, very tempted to get like a hoist or a grapple or something like that, but I try to keep it with characters I really care about, even though those do look really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was just a space filler. He shouldn't be he shouldn't be there at all. <laughs> One of the reasons that I noticed it was because I had the same problem. I had used to have quite a few G1 toys, mostly reissues, and I thinned it down to just my favourites. And those favourites were Optimus Prime, Megatron, Starscream, Soundwave, Prowl, Bumblebee, and Hot Rod. Mm. And Hot Rod just doesn't fit with the rest. <laughs> because he's from 1986, he's all spacey, he's futuristic, and I've still got my G1 reissue Hot Rod. I've still got him, but he's in he's in storage because he just doesn't fit with anything. But I can't I don't want to sell him, but I just don't have a good place to put him. Would you um would you consider having more would you ever have gotten the rest of the eighty six guys? to have with him no i don't think so i mean i did i did have some of them in the past i suppose you would i did used to have perceptor and blaster he probably would have looked okay with them Mm. i don't think i've ever owned a cup or a blur they definitely had an ultra magnus at one point as well Mm. yeah i don't know i'm holding on to him because i really like the toy and it has a bit of kind of um, nostalgia for me but yeah, it just doesn't fit with the rest. But that's it. That's one of the reasons it kind of jumped out of me. Mm-hmm. So I was talking about the strip lighting on top of the detail, which I think really works, mm. especially with um, Unicron, who looks fantastic. You've got him posed really nicely. Mm. It looks really good. Uh, it makes me want to transform mine back from planet mode at some <laughs> point. However, oh yeah, the little <laughs> the little dude in front that would look so much better if that was like Studio Series Hot Rod. But you know where my Studio Series Hot Rod is. Where is it? Is that the one that's on the shelf? It's on the one that's on the shelf. No, it's one in the detail. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that little dude, I mean, you know I'm not big on super deformed stuff, but he looks a bit out of place where he is. Do you know who might go in that spot if I actually get him is the Rodimus from Kingdom? Yeah, that's in my notes. I said Studio Series Hot Rod. Or maybe even Kingdom Rodimus. I think that's that would who, who would go there if I get him. I mean, I think the scale works, but it's just the fact that he's super deformed and looks a bit weird and, you know, I know you're into that stuff and that's <laughs> fine, but it looks a little bit out of place. I, get, I know, I know. <laughs> but I think, Unicron, I think Unicron looks ace. And what's below it is, in my opinion, your best display is the Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters one. Oh yeah, yeah. I really, I really like that. It's um, it's simple. It's simple. It's got everything it needs. There's no fluff. There's no extras. There's no overcrowding. <laughs> you've got, you've got the four Ghostbusters, all in the same, in a very similar stance, mm-hmm. with Slimer up the front because obviously Slimer was a big part of the TV series, mm-hmm. and then with the a kind of three D rendering of the logo behind them. Yeah, it was um, it was a builder. Build a figure part for the old Matty Collection line. 
And I just put, oh, okay. I bought that on its own separately, and it, and it glows in the dark, so it's pretty cool. It works. It looks. It look. I mean, although this is your bedroom, so how much stuff in your bedroom glows in the dark? Does that <laughs> does that distract you at all? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. But yeah, no, no, I think that looks really nice and clean and kind of perfect because everything there, the space is well used and it looks right. And mm. I like the fact that you've got that little, that, that thing on the, um, on the riser. Mm. It just, yeah, looks really good. And they're really nice. I mean, I don't know what, fi- what figures they are, but they're quite nice representations of the, uh, of the characters. They're Diamond Select. They're not the most articulated figures in the world, but they do look really good. That's what I mean. They don't. It's a bit like my Justice League International display. Like mm. they look really nice. They're not. You're not going to pull off massive poses with them, but they look bang on what you want to see. Yeah, I. I, I mean, that's probably what I draw to them because I mean they're Ghostbusters. They're not. They're not fly kicking anybody. They're... No, exactly. <laughs> we talked. We've, we've talked about this in past in past broadcasts. <laughs> it's like we, you don't need certain characters. Don't need to have ab crunches and yeah. butterfly joints and all that kind of stuff because they don't do that sort of stuff no they look perfect they look really really good i really like those although my one problem with those figures is that they're really heavy are they not in the terms of like all their gear and stuff that the gear is actually pretty light it's the figure themselves like they're they're not hollow they are thick so you have to get the center of balance just right and i've got them on little uh... little stands and stuff but it... yeah i noticed they've got little yeah little kind of uh, <laughs> circular transparent stands little transparent Again, they're, great they, they need it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good because they, if they were not transparent on on the on the glass shelf, mm, it would yeah. possibly make it look a bit lopsided or strange. Um, no, they look that that shelf's fantastic. Really like it. I also think that the the Dragon Ball guys in there in your Kallax. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. The, are they the model kit ones? That's the model kit ones. Yeah. They look great, and I mean Kallax or Kalex or whatever you want to call it. Oh. I wouldn't normally be a fan of using that as a display space, but it works with some of your stuff. It works really, really well. I think the the lights added a lot to that because before I put lights on it, it was mm. just hard to see things in there. And it's not there's, there's, those shelves are quite deep as well, so things can get lost in it. Well, then, in my personal opinion, they're not for action figures. They're for records. Yeah, they're, they're, it's not there for that purpose at all. It's uh... yeah, they're for records or maybe for um, I don't know some kind of utilitarian kind of storage of something or other. But, I mean, yeah, it, it, it works. It works for those Dragon Ball guys, definitely. I think when I was planning out my room, it, it had to double up as a desk space as well as stuff to take pictures on. Mm-hmm. But there was always the option of turning it the other way so more detox could go in between. That's not if I stood it upright. Yeah. But I should probably be more descriptive to uh, the listeners. We are going to post... Well, with your with your permission, we're going to post these <laughs> pictures up uh, on on social media so you can oh, yeah. see them. But yeah, basically, there's there's three three Dragon Ball guys in a in a in a calyx, and they look they look, they look great. And the, yeah, the lighting really helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look really good. And you've got them on stands um, and in kind of like dynamic poses, and you've got that little kind of uh, blob, yeah, <laughs> energy ball uh, on the stand as well. Yeah, it looks good. It looks really good. And the Power Rangers shelf, I'm not a big fan of Power Rangers, but that that shelf looks good. Mm. I like the way you've got them all posed. I like the fact that it's got a bit of a it's a bit of a battle scene. Mm-hmm. All the Rangers are in ex- in the exact same pose, but I'm guessing you're deliberately mimicking something. Oh yeah, it's a class it's a classic Sentai thing. They would all jump up yeah. at the same way at the same time. <laughs> exactly. I, th- I thought that's what it was. I thought <laughs> there's probably a reason he's done that, so that's fine. 
because they they look really good, and I like that you've got everything on that shelf. You can see it properly, even though mm-hmm. there's plenty of going on, and you've got those um, those baddie guys, like mm-hmm. three or four of them. But every everything on there can be seen. Nice, really, really good. Mm-hmm. And the the Marvel Legends Mafex Hero shelf <laughs> is is all right. It's good. It's not. It's possibly a little overcrowded. The the problem with that shelf, it needs it needs an anchor. Mm. A realistic anchor would be a Spider Man, but that Mafex knockoff I've got isn't up yeah. isn't up for it. And no. I don't want to put the Spider Verse guys in that. So I need a new another Spider Man to center it, and then I can work something out. You should have got the you should have got the classics one. I should have. It's like seventy pounds now. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, it's a ridiculously priced. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, when I'm when I'm done with it, you can have Pizza Spidey. Pizza Spidey. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that would do it. <laughs> the, the previous, the previous Marvel Legends one. Yeah. Because um, I won't be needing it much longer. So yeah, I, mean, I noticed that some of some of the guys are falling over, mm-hmm. or look like they're falling over. Like Cyclops, Cyclops looks like he's falling over, um, <laughs> and I'm not sure whether Wolverine and Cap need need stands. They seem to be in fairly kind of. Good poses that they could stand without the stand holding them up. It's the May the Mafex Wolverine and, and Cyclops have well, my, I don't know if it's just mine, mm-hmm. but they have really loose knee, uh, ankles. Oh, really? Ah, oh, okay, yeah. Their center of balance is just off. Yeah, right. So they they need their stands, but the problem with the Mafex stands, I don't feel like they. I, I'm I'm in awe and amazement how you've got your Spider Man up in the air, the Batman with that stand because. Mm-hmm. Even after I tighten them, that stand is just not doing the job. That is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd, um, I just careful positioning, I guess. Sometimes it can be a bit annoying, but I, I've managed to make those work. They're not the greatest stands in the world, but at least they're at least they're clear, and that that yeah. that helps me. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind, but maybe buying something better. I'm either going to have to use somebody else's Mafex stand or buy a new stand for. Sentinel Miles, because I've I'm currently got him up on the Sentinel stand, and it bugs the hell out of me. <laughs> it's so big as well. It's just a massive stand. It's not it's, designed for him. It's re- it really isn't. <laughs> it isn't designed for like the claw. The claw is too big to go around his waist. Like it's it's a kind of oh we've got this stand. It's for because it's D four toys, mm. and they do. They do flame toys stuff, they do Sentinel, they do a few other things. Mm. And they use the same stand for it all. And I think mm. the one stand fits all does not work in this in this instance. I think the Fully Cully or FLCL figures I've got coming mm-hmm. are going to have that exact same stand. But they will, they will, almost undoubtedly. I don't even think it will work well with them because they're quite thin robots as well. Yeah, there's nothing I like about that stand, to be honest. It's a really badly designed stand. You have to push those little bits of clear plastic out, and then, and then, and then you have to <laughs> tab it. Tab it. It's like, why? Why can't we just shove the post into a hole on the stand like any other regular stand? <laughs> I really like your headmaster shelves. They're good. Really, yeah. really like them. I like the fact that you use the alt modes on the Decepticon one, and and having um. Planet Mode Galvatron in the background is quite funny. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, nice team shot with the Autobot Headmasters. I mean, the only that, thing... Uh, go on. I was going to say the, the the inspiration for that was our recent podcast about Headmasters. Uh-huh. 
um, which threw me down a nostalgia train. So I brought those guys back out to, oh, I see, yeah. to get back out. No, I think it looked great. I mean, I, I would probably make Fort Max, bring Fort Max forward a little bit, make him mm-hmm. the centerpiece and then have two headmasters either side of him rather than oh yeah no, no. The, the way you've got them in front of him but i think that they look great i found it uh a bit of a trade-up because either i use the head or fortress maximus to have cerebros or fortress there but it's not the right one for that display. <laughs> i don't I, I think it is the right one because <laughs> because because being a marvel guy fort max is bigger than the other headmasters but not gigantic so for no, me, no 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 for no, me no. it's completely the right one no no i mean the the bot, the the heads, the transformation heads for Fortress Maximus, mm-hmm. Cerebros. In the American version, his head looks different. He has like a visor than it does oh, in the I Headmaster see. show. Oh right, you mean the one from the Titan class figure? But that's not the yeah. Titan class figure you've got in the display. Oh though. no, that's, no, no, no. That's, a, that's something else. The Zeta Toys repaint of the Toy World one, I believe. And yeah. I think that looks good with those guys. Which works nice, and it is nice. It's like you're saying. Yeah, he's almost just a bit tall, head taller than the other guys. Yeah, he's definitely bigger than the guys. Fine. No, I think that's that's really good. So yeah, I'm not going to go too much into negative stuff because I don't I don't have much negative to say about it to be honest. But you have a bit too much stuff on floor level, but you kind of explained that with the uh, whole kind of detail thing, which makes sense. I mean, some of those bottom cubes of the Kallax are a bit. Um. Why have you got all your Transart stuff shoved in that one at the bottom? Uh, it's because um, I wasn't sure where to where to put it because either I I feel like those figures are probably not going to be displayed the same way I have my other stuff because hmm. I love those alt modes and both alt modes require flight stands. That's what I was going to say. Need the the justice. So where to put them? is the question I'm going to be racking my brain with for a bit. Because like I was saying before, I really like this symmetry that I've got of the details having good guy and bad guy, but I've also put, well, not in the displays you've seen at the moment, but normally I would have the appropriate bad guy with the appropriate good guy on each shelf across. So it makes some kind of aesthetic sense in my head. but um, I'd maybe... I'd maybe consider using the top of the Kallax a bit more because it's got that big garage on the top <laughs> and then it's got Fort Max. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, that's, they're fine, but like you could have those guys on, on flight stands on there or something, but mm-hmm. it's cause that, cause that diorama thing of yours takes up a lot of space. And I suppose that you, uh, I'm, I'm, ge- I'm guessing you use that space to do a lot of photography. I do, yeah. Yeah, so that's why that's why it's empty. That's why a lot of stuff is there, yeah. It's just where I take pictures. So that makes sense then, yeah. I think um, you can't see it in the pictures, but on the other wall behind from where I was taking the picture, there, I haven't got it yet, but I'm meant to be getting um, a set of chest of drawers. And on top of the chest of drawers, I, that's where the Titans would live. Right. Because they're currently all kind of hanging around on the floor at the moment aren't they yeah, they're 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 around i mean i'm because <laughs> <laughs> like i was saying the ideal dream in my head was to have four mm. detox and have all four of them on top of each of the detox mm. well that's never going to work in this room so that went that's just no no um and that's a lot of detox as well 
That is a lot of detail. Quite heavy for a, a roof. I don't want to put that weight in there, but it's another story. Even though I do like the the Titan city bots, mm. I don't need them all out at the same time. Right. Like Triptychons only come out recently, and it's just because I needed to change up a Mega Supreme that was up there. So I just change them around and put them back in their box, and they just live fine in the boxes. The only one who can't go back in their box is Fort Max. That's why he's always out. Right. I wouldn't. I mean, where do you store this stuff? I mean, you must you must have some space to put this stuff in because they're huge. You don't. You. I thought you would have noticed it along the side of the detolf where mm. the Ghostbusters are. There's loads of boxes, so they're just. In yeah, I was going to say stuff. I don't like that. I I I don't like it. <laughs> There's no way else. I was going to say, actually, I mean, one thing I noticed, you know, you've got your Billy in the corner mm-hmm. and then next to your Billy, you've got like crates and then boxes. Why aren't those in the corner? Oh, you think that would be better? Yeah, because your Billy is behind a detolf. Mm-hmm. But if your Billy was pulled forwards and you put the crates behind the detolf against the wall, sorry, behind the Billy against the wall then you'll be able to see more of the Billy. I think the reason I did that when I was putting stuff in is because the bottom boxes, the way they were shaped, wouldn't fit in that corner. Oh, okay. But now the way the things are, maybe I can move that around so they can go in the corner. Yeah. Because uh, I have different boxes now. So I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just, I just thought, because with the way that you're, the room shapes, you, you've got your Calax in the middle and you've got your two Detoffs. And then you've got that billy, and it's against the wall, but it's pushed into the corner. Mm. And if you had it pulled forward a bit, then it wouldn't be kind of clipped by the edge of the detolf. So you'd be able to see the corner of your billy better. That's all? I know, I agree. That's my constructive criticism for (laughs) for you there. The only other thing, I think the only other thing I saw was, what's that black thing behind behind Galvatron? Behind Galvatron? So in the the detolf, you've got... (laughs) Galvatron and and um, Cyclonus and Scourge and some sweeps, mm-hmm. and then there's just this this big black thing behind him. Mm-hmm. That's the Gundam thing I was talking about. That's one half of it. The other half lives in the detail with the Ghostbusters at the bottom with the three A prime. Right, but he's not a Gundam. No, no, no. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I don't know why it's there. The reason why it was there because when I remember because when I was taking pictures, you can't see it now, but hmm. there's a plug behind that shelf. Oh, okay. Because it's glass, you, you, that's you, all you see. <laughs> so it's to cover the plug. It's to cover all the right, plug behind makes, the diesel. That makes more sense because I was like, why has he got this kind of <laughs> big block background behind the guys? You've not got it in any of the other shelves, no, so yeah. it's just a bit kind of... But no, okay, but fine. And also, why is there a digital clock on your Nendoroid shelf? Uh, well, I think the better question is, why is the clock got on the wrong time? I... <laughs> well, I, I don't know what time you took the picture. <laughs> um, oh, no, the clocks would be going forward or back soon, so it'd be fine. Um, that is... That shelf is the one that changes the most because it's the one closest to my bed, uh, okay. therefore closest to me. Um, so that's why the controls are there. So it's more utilitarian. Yeah, I did notice that all the controls for the lights were there. So mm. I did think it was something like that. But I just thought, okay, this this is obviously a shelf that's just kind of <laughs> random crap shelf. It's the random shelf. <laughs> in a way. But of the random crap on your shelf, the digital clock made the least sense. <laughs> but is, is that just your digital clock? 
Is that just, just that's just the clock. There is no other clock in that room. Well then, okay, fair enough, fine. But no, otherwise, I think it looks great. You've got a lot of boxes kicking around, which I imagine you'd rather not have them kicking around, but I think there's not much you can do about it, is there, really? Uh, not at the moment. I mean, a lot of my boxes used to live in the basement. Mm-hmm. And once I got my new room, yeah, my family were under the impression, well, you have all this space in your new room now. All the boxes have to go in there now. It's a fair, it's a fair assumption to make, to be honest. Uh, but what they're not, what they're not considering is how collections grow and don't shrink generally, mm-hmm. and the the Tetris that has to ensue because of mm. it. Yeah, um, and then the, then there's your red display, which just looks ridiculous. <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> they all look, in, they're all looking in different directions. They don't look like they're part of the same, they- and also. Also, Bumblebee's a giant. <laughs> the, 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 that I'm like all of that bottom stuff. It, it means it means the the least in terms of display because you can hardly see it anyway. It looks it looks it looks like to me the stuff on your bottom bits look like stuff that you regularly fiddle with or play with rather oh, yeah. than display. Yeah, like for instance, you got your. Beast Wars Kingdom stuff, which is quite new, so I imagine you're still fiddling with that a lot. Yeah. And that they don't really look displayed, mm. they just look there. Like I don't know why why is there a why is there a big turd on the shelf? <laughs> it's uh that came with like SH Figure Arts Black Panther. It's just rocks that can separate. Right, okay, yeah. So I was like, well, animals. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but when it's yeah, all together when it's all together, it does look like just like it's a turd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. But no, man, I think I think your collection looks great. Um, yeah, really thank do. you. Um, aside from the occasion, you know, my, my me being nitpicky and stupid, I think that yeah, it looks great. It looks great, and some some of some of the some of the shelves look really fantastic. It's a difficult thing to do because I I assume where you have your display, more people see it because it's my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Not many people go up in there. So yeah, especially not people want to take the trek of going to the lot. So it's um, it's something where I I I crave the feedback because I don't get a lot of it. So mm-hmm. it's just me in there looking at this stuff, thinking, "What have I done, and where am I going to put this stuff?" Like it's. <laughs> you hear that, guys? Virtual Dave wants some feedback. <laughs> I do. I do. We're going to post these photos. You you send him. Plenty of feedback um, on uh, on on the socials and so on. Okay, we could probably talk about toy displays for another hour or two, but let's not, right? <laughs> no. Did we miss anything? Do you agree or disagree with anything we said? Do you have any helpful suggestions to improve our displays? Let us know on social media. Uh, you can contact us on Facebook, where there is an Arg My Optics page. I'm on there as Orion Gear, and on Twitter and Instagram, I am at Gear Orion and Orion underscore Gear, respectively. Virtual Dave is a total Instagram junkie, <laughs> and you can find him at Virtual Dave twenty six on Instagram. Indeed, if you check out our socials, uh, you'll be able to see the collection photos we've been talking about and critiquing. So feel free to uh, provide your own critique. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe share some photos of yours. Don't forget, if you enjoyed the podcast, you can let us know by liking, subscribing, sharing, reviewing, 
doing all those wonderful things that um, help our podcast grow. Mm-hmm. We really, 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 really appreciate it if you do that. So, thanks for listening, and please join us next time on... Ugh, my optics! <laughs>